Welcome to Pixel Tunes Radio, episode 16. Ooh, indie time! Oh man. I've been looking forward to this episode. Me too. This will be fun. We've got a lot of really good tracks lined up. By the way, I'm Mike. I'm Ed. And you are listening to our indie episode. So we are featuring a bunch of games with a bunch of indie developers that are releasing their stuff on modern day platforms, PC, Steam, but also releasing stuff on handhelds, modern day consoles, and even sometimes like older stuff where they're like going back and they're saying, hey, this belongs on the Dreamcast or the Super Nintendo. Exactly. I guess we should talk about how we define indie and how we kind of selected these. So an indie title is anything not obviously put out by a major developer like Electronic Arts or Activision Activision or anything like that. Capcom. Generally, they are developed in small offices using small teams of people, or sometimes they're even developed in their developers' bedrooms, you know? And so we've tried to pick indie titles that aren't just awesome in the music department, but also that we've had fun personal experiences in playing, too. So we've got... Mm -hmm. A good amount of really cool titles here with some really good soundtracks and a couple of exclusives coming up at the end. Ooh, exclusives. I like the sound of that. From unreleased games. Oh, snap. So we'll check those out. Yeah. So what's been going on with you, man? Well, let's see. Let me think. Not much, really. Wonderful Girlfriend has been working in our living room, getting our living room all ready to go, painting it and whatnot, and... Um, you know, I was helping out throughout the week. I, you know, primed it and everything. So, you know, just like household stuff. Um, Game-wise, not much. I picked up a pretty decent lot of games recently that I kind of sifted through and picked some of the stuff that I wanted to keep, sold some stuff, and made a little cash, which will help with bills. So, you know, nice. not much else, really. Uh, what about you? Such a boring grown-up. I know, right? Man, God. do something interesting for a change. Honestly. Gosh. I've been actually checking out a lot of indie titles because I've been kind of refreshing my memory on the stuff that I wanted to pick. Doing your homework. Doing my homework, talking with some indie developers, you know, getting some permission for using their songs on on this stuff. So we'll get more into that later as we go through these titles. And uh, I've been kind of getting my kid into some more classic games, which is nice. You know, he's obviously very big into the mobile platform, iPad, iPod really into Minecraft, and I was trying to get him to start playing older NES games. And I felt that there was way too much of a jump between, you know, retina display graphics Mm -hmm. going all the way back to the NES. So I've been playing some Neo Geo games with him lately. We were actually sitting down and playing Shock Troopers yesterday, and he was loving it. So I think, you know, those games have more that graphic style that a lot of the kind of retro throwback mobile games have nowadays, so he was a little more comfortable mm-hmm. with it. So he kind of picked up Shock Troopers right away, and we were kind of blasting through enemies and having That's a lot cool. of fun. So yeah. I think I'm going to start like on the Neo Geo, and then maybe scale down to Super Nintendo, and mm-hmm. you know, as time goes on, try to get him all the way down to playing like Pong. You know, that's my end goal. If I can get him to enjoy Pong. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He'll be like, Dad, what the heck is this? Yeah, honestly. Beep, boop, beep. It's annoying. Done. Done. I'm so done. Yeah, so I'm going to raise a gamer. One of my two kids are going to end up being a retro. I mean, by the time they're our age... It's like Minecraft is going to be a retro game. Yeah. He's going to be an ultra, a super retro gamer. Man. I don't even want to think about that. It's going to be ancient. I don't know. Can you imagine a day when like people are like, I remember when New Super Mario Brothers U came out. Yeah. I was 31. Our <laughs> grandkids are going to be like, Creepers, talk about retro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. Oh, boy. 
What do you say we start with some music? Yeah, I'm cool with that. So the first title that we've chosen for you today is called Cider Arcade. With a Y. S-Y-D-E-R. D-E-R. This is this is actually one of my picks. It's a really intense side-scrolling shoot-em-up that's available on mobile platforms and on the PC. I found out about it through, I believe it was one of the Humble Bundles included okay. it. Oh, so um, it's on Steam. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's really cool. It's not like a side-scroller in the sense that the screen scrolls automatically and okay. that you have to go through waves of enemies. You're kind of dropped in the middle of... An area that's about, I'd say, like approximately six screens wide, and you can move yourself back and forth through this level. And waves of enemies come in from both sides. And so when you turn your ship to the left or to the right, you face to the left or right, you can shoot in that direction. That's cool. So it's almost like a twin stick shooter in that sense, but you can only, you know, fire in in two directions instead of using the other ship to or the other stick to. So it's a one stick. Twin stick shooter. It's a one stick it's with a one and a half stick shooter. One and a half we'll stick. Average it out. Yeah, yeah, like two and a half D. <laughs> yeah. It's by a development studio called Studio Evil. You can check more of their stuff out at www.studioevil.com. And the music is actually from a member of, I, I believe he developed the game actually, Christian Menegini. And he goes by the name Zevian when he does music. And you can also check out his stuff at soundcloud.com slash zvian360. The soundtrack to this game is absolutely amazing. It's got a lot of throwback, like Amiga Commodore-style synths mixed with elements of dubstep and modern dance and techno. Really keeps you going through the game because all of the graphics are a little more on the simple side. They're not throwback graphics, but I'd say they're probably like early PlayStation okay. style graphics, but in a higher resolution. Right. The music is just, it's really, really cool. I think I used one of the tracks for one, the intro to one of our podcasts a while back, but it plays great on the cool. PC, plays great on mobile platforms. It's really worth checking out. So this one is called I Must Not Fear, <laughs> and it's some boss music. It's got some really cool like alert warning sirens in the front and then drops in with this really nice dubstep beat over some cool techno and some retro style synths. I really enjoy it. Yeah, no, this track is cool. I dig it. So here it is. This is I Must Not Fear. Check it out. Thank you. 
Welcome back to Pixel Tunes Radio. That was satisfaction. <laughs> yeah, so we can't really say the the name of this track it's, without getting banned by iTunes. Yeah, unfortunately, but it's uh, satisfaction. Uh, the best way to the put the best way to put it is um, take the word satisfaction and take out the A C T and put in a U C. Yeah. No, I don't have to say that. I don't get it. Yeah. No, I. I <laughs> you get the point. Well, it's a, it's a it's a it's a naughty word that's in between the word satisfaction. Yeah. It's the f bomb. Yeah. Basically. Call it the f bomb. Yeah, the f bomb. Yeah, we could say that. The yeah. Satis. Satis f bombshion. Yeah. I think we've gone too far. Yeah. In explaining. This yeah. Name. People are like, so wait, what's the name of the song? <laughs> so this game, uh, this actually is from a game called DLC Quest. It's a fun little indie title that came out on Xbox Live Indie. So DLC Quest and both the second game called DLC Quest Live Freemium or Die is the full name of the second game. Both soundtracks are by a guy named Ozid. That's what he goes by online. And he actually does some really good stuff. I've downloaded some of his albums and he he does some good work. Most of the songs are based in the style that you heard. Uh, He uses Family Tracker and it's like, you know, chiptune, so it's Game Boy, 8-bit, Commodore, C64, Nintendo type sounds. Yeah, so this particular one was, it's it's NSF compatible, so this would have been composed to be played on a real NES. Yeah, I mean, it's, it sounds good. I, I really Court like this City, track. This song. It's just oh, all yeah. chords. <laughs> I, cool. I, I really like the fact that it's a really chill, it's got a nice beat. I mean, the bass comes in, it's all like, time to be chill. And then the the synth comes in and it just, it sounds really sharp and yeah. really good. So I, I dig it. Basically, you play as this guy who's, you can just call him player, I guess. Player guy. Yeah, player. And you're going through the game, and it's basically like a like a platformer type of game where you're jumping from platform to platform. And the whole point of the game, it's kind of like an RPG in a way. So you've got to collect coins, and when you collect coins, you can buy downloadable content. But it's it's in-game downloadable content. You don't actually have to pay for it out of your pocket. And the game is cheap. It's like two bucks to buy this. It and kind of makes fun of the whole over, oh, yeah. overdoing of DLC. Oh, absolutely. Um, like, for example, when you start off in the game, you can't move left. So you have to move, like, right in order to get the right animation. So it's, it's just really, really funny. There's stuff like that. There's all sorts of stuff where the game is unfinished. Like, in the second game, this is so funny. The game's unfinished in, in a specific part. So they fill in... There's like signs, so the whole screen is black and you're going through and it's really like that artsy thing that everybody's doing now where like you you could see the world, like the background behind it and it's all colorful, but the actual like foreground and the images and the sprites are all black. Mm. And so- Like silhouette style? Right, like silhouette style. And you're going through and normally you could pass by and you'll see like the names or the areas of these levels because they're all broken down into different parts. And the game is short. It's like you could seriously beat it in like 45 minutes to an hour. It's two bucks, but it's totally worth the two bucks just for the laughs that you get. And so you're going through and you see this sign and you're like, oh, what's what's the name of this town? And it says, Alan, please add zone name. <laughs> Meaning the game was unfinished and this guy, Alan, was supposed to add the zone name and he didn't. So it's, clever. it's really clever, really funny. It's totally worth downloading. I downloaded both the regular game and the sequel thanks to my buddy Scott who has actually been featured on this show in episodes 13 and 
nine, eight? What was the racing game episode? It was the racing game episode yeah. and then Scott's and then picks. Scott's picks, Scott's yeah. picks was what, 13? 13, yeah. 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 So Scott recommended that I check check out DLC Quest. We played it for a bit, and I I think I, I laughed pretty hard. I thought it was Yeah, really, I enjoyed it while I was watching. It was really fun. It's fun to get a group of people down and just sit down and play through it, because seriously, you could beat both games within, like, I think two hours, cool. so it's well worth it. Yeah. The music from this game is from an album called 8-Bit Empire, yes. which you can grab off of azed.net. Azed.net, yes. And then you can find out about Azed, his music, check out some of his other tracks, mm -hmm. and I believe that Empire is a free download, so you can go and yeah. grab it. He has a torrent, or you can download the tracks individually, um, or even get the NSF file if you want to play it through a real NES, if you have the right equipment yeah. to do that. So And check out Going Loud Studios. That is the name of the studio that created the DLC Quest games. Check out their website. It's goingloudstudios.com. So, have, you've never played Little Inferno, right? I have not, no. You really, really should. I've played World of Goo and mm -hmm. on the on the Wii, yeah. actually. See, okay, so we should take a step back because we should really go over what type of gamers we are. So, I'm very much the type of gamer that enjoys indie games, but only if they come out on consoles mm. or handhelds. I'm not a Steam guy. In fact, one of the games that we had that we I picked was a game that I had been wanting for like forever to come out, which I'll get into a little bit later, but they never released it for a system, so I had to download Steam. And so I was like, <laughs> I download Steam. And I downloaded it for, I think, you remember the game Dark Void for the Xbox 360? Nope. No? Okay, well there's a game that came out that Capcom made called Dark Void. And they made an 8-bit title called Dark Void, I think it's like Zero Mission or something, I can't remember the name of it. It's called Dark Void Zero, if I recall. Okay. And it's a 2D platformer. It It's like one of those games where they're like, remember this game that didn't come out on the Nintendo? And like you have to blow on the cartridge when you start the game and like oh, okay. that whole thing. So it's a really cool game, really good music, but getting off the point, basically I downloaded Steam for this one game Bought Never it, touched it again. Played it for a little bit. Was like, this is cool. And then when I got a 3DS, they had actually come out with it on the DSi. Ah. So I downloaded it on the eShop and was like, oh man, like I, sh I shouldn't have never bought it on Steam. <laughs> but so that's my experience with Steam. So I know you're more of a Steam gamer. I know you're more of like a I play it on whatever, man. I don't even. I don't no, care. I'm platform agnostic. I mean, and I I've built my own PC, so I have the mm -hmm. power to. Play, you know, yeah. PC games with some with some decent graphics and frame rate. I also have a setup in my in my game room where the PC is directly connected to my TV, so I can sit on my couch with an Xbox controller and play PC games like you know like I was playing on my Xbox. So it kind of keeps that that environment similar for me. But anyways. Little Inferno is also out on the Wii U, so you can definitely check it out on that okay. if you don't want to play yeah, it. Yeah, I'll have to check computer. it out. Yeah. It's created by the same team that did World of Goo, but it's it's nothing similar. Yeah. It's got this environment where it's kind of similar to a Tim Burton-esque atmosphere. It's dark and cartoony at the same time. Characters with big giant eyes. But I've seen the trailer. Yeah, yeah, everything is dark and gray. And actually, the song... We're going to play two songs from this game. The first song is a kind of an ambient track it's got kind of an uplifting theme it plays more towards the end and then the second song is called little inferno just for me and it's kind of explains the premise of the game and why you're why why you're playing through it the whole the whole game is you're sitting in front of a fireplace and you can order toys from a catalog 
and then burn them in the fireplace. And as you burn them, they, they interact with each other differently. And to unlock more toys to buy for the fireplace, you have to burn certain combinations of toys in succession, but it doesn't tell you which ones. The names of the combos should clue you into... So if it's like a... like a one that says like morning, noon, and night, like you would need to burn like maybe like fried eggs, like a, like a breakfast food, a lunch food, and a dinner food to figure out what this combination is. Then you get the combo and then you would get more coins to unlock more stuff. It's pretty cool, and then there, there's a storyline built into the whole thing too, depending on, you know, how, how you're progressing through the game. It's a lot of fun, I really recommend checking it out. The guy who did the music, his name is Kyle Gabler, he also did the music for World of Goo. Okay. So the game takes place in like a dystopian retro future, I guess you could call it, <laughs> where it's been snowing forever, okay. and the world is getting colder, it's like a new ice age is coming. But it just keeps snowing and it doesn't stop, so you're keeping warm by burning all your toys. Okay. Is the is the kind of it's kind of like the Batman animated cartoon where it's always winter, practically. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's really really kind of similar to that, but on a much more tongue in cheek kids, kids stuff. So yeah, tomorrow right, tomorrow Corporation is not only the company that's in the game, but it's also the company that that developed the game as well. So, so this is over the smokestacks, over the city. And the second song is Little Inferno Just For Me. Little Inferno Just For Me. Enjoy. chimney way up in the sky it's been snowing for years and we just don't know why our world is getting colder but there's no need for alarm just sit by your fire burn all of your toys and stay warm Just for me, I've got the 
Jerry Morris is a third grade history teacher. He doesn't know that we've secretly switched his educational Oregon Trail game with the indie horror title, Oregon Trail. Let's see what happens. Okay, okay, settle down, class. Let's see. Uh, it's Jonathan's turn to play Oregon Trail today. Jonathan, head to the computer table, please. Oh man, that game is so boring. The rest of you, open your books to chapter nine. Now we're gonna talk about the Civil War and Jefferson and Lincoln and Abraham Lincoln and all those guys and blah, 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 blah. Wait a second. That's not how you spell Oregon. This isn't the same game. Jonathan, what are you doing back there? I hope you're not having fun while learning. Die, zombies, die! What is this? Oregon Trail? Oh, this game is disgusting. Well, wait a second. Zombie on the left. Kill it. Okay, now stock up on... You're gonna need batteries and, and food. Yeah, and ammo. All right, let, let me have a turn. Yeah, die, zombies, die! Oregon Trail. Coming to schools nationwide. In your dreams, kids. Word, 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 what, 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 welcome back to Pixel Tunes Radio. I feel like I've just stepped into a Spike Lee film. <laughs> so we're going from one tongue-in-cheek dark game to a second <laughs> tongue-in-cheek dark game. Yeah, true. That was from Oregon Trail. And if you guys aren't familiar with Oregon Trail, you're probably not old enough to be listening to this podcast. I remember Oregon Trail. No, I mean even my even my eight year old knows about Oregon Trail. They still play that. I well, guess it's in, a new uh, version of the game. Yeah. Do you remember playing it on like an Apple II computer? Of course, computer? man. I was in fourth grade. Oh god, I was. I don't even remember how old I was. I mean, I I, I remember specifically from fourth grade, but yeah. I played it all throughout my grade school career. So I grew up in a town where it was a very little town, and what's really funny is that the town was the sort of place where. Technology, they, it wasn't a big technology town, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But we still had computers. Like, the, the, the schools knew how important it was for young people to have computers. So growing up in this town, all the computers that we had were, like, so ancient. So I remember being in, like, sixth grade and playing on an Apple IIe. And, yeah. I mean, that was... Jeez, that was like 94. Well, I was playing on an Apple IIe in fourth grade, and I'm yeah. five years older than right. you. So that kind of tells you how old those computers yeah, were yeah. at that point. Yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah, we had that that monochromatic green, yep. green and darker green screen. Oh man, Good <laughs> that we times. played uh, we played Oregon Trail on. So this game called Oregon Trail is a takeoff on Oregon Trail, which is essentially Oregon Trail but in a zombie infested wasteland. Mm -hmm. See so you and your friends pack into a station wagon, and you're driving from the East Coast to Oregon. And you have to manage your party. You know, people get infected along the way. You've got to scavenge for supplies. You've got to trade your goods, whether it's batteries and tires and stuff for your car or foods and med kits. You gotta kill the banker first. Yeah. Kill the banker? Yeah. You do that in Oregon? Yeah, you kill I don't the remember banker. That part. Yeah, no, you intentionally kill the banker first. You didn't do that? I, we did, there's no, no. There's a banker. I'm not remembering. Yeah, there was a banker in Should Oregon. Should have played the original version first yeah. before going on to this one. Yeah, no, that's true. What what good would killing the banker do? I don't remember. I just remember I wanted to kill the banker. Well, and you're, that just makes you a robber. No, but I remember like a friend of mine would want to kill the banker first. Like he he told me about it, and just I was like, the wrong way. All right, I'll just kill the banker, and I would kill the banker, and that was it. He would die of dysentery. Basically, you don't feed him, and you don't do anything with him. You know, like you don't. 
That's care. weird. I don't know why yeah. you would kill your own party member. Yeah, no. You, you, I think your friend's a psychopath. Yeah, screw the banker. These voices are telling me to kill the banker. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Oregon, or, so Oregon, is, Oregon Trail. Yeah, I was, I was playing Oregon Trail with my wife, and we named the party members after me and her and our two kids. And then we couldn't figure out. There's there's five party members and four members in our family. So yeah. the fifth party member's name was Trent. <laughs> like Trent from like um, Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails. Oh, I don't know. I, I just, thought you meant Trent from like Daria. Yeah, no, it was Trent Reznor. <laughs> That'd be um, really we're Nine Inch Nails fans. So yeah, we decided to take him along with us. And yeah. of course, he was the first one to get bitten. Of so, course, you know, zombie Trent Reznor. But it's a fun game. It's a good life management simulation. I never got through it all the way because I'm just terrible at those kind of games. Let me guess, you died of dysentery. I did not die of dysentery. I no. died of getting infected by zombieism. The zombie virus. I'm just going to call that dysentery. Right, but you can get dysentery in that game. Yeah. Yeah. So... Can you get dysentery in real life these days? I don't think you yeah, can. Yeah, you can. Really? Yeah. It's, it's... it's caused by amoebas. Oh, is it? In different water supplies. So if you drank from like a stream that wasn't filtered, yeah, yeah, then you could you can definitely get dysentery. Why? Like Montezuma's Revenge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know that's yeah. essentially dysentery, but it's not as deadly now as it was back in the day. True. Modern medicine. So just got to boil that water and let it cool. Exactly. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine going back to those days where you had to boil water? Just Once the inevitable get... zombie apocalypse happens, you'll have to do that all over. That again. is true. That is true. Only this time the flames will attract the undead. Just got to go to Oregon. Yeah, I don't know what's in Oregon I don't in know. this game that... Yeah. You still have to get to Oregon. Yeah. I don't know. Gold Rush. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> maybe... You gotta get all that gold. Those maybe, all those, hate gold. maybe all those hippies in Seattle are like yeah. all organic, so none of them have changed. Maybe I don't make know. golden bullets, you know, with all the gold yes. in Oregon. You know what they should do? They should make a game called Oregano Trail. Oregano. And you have to get to you have like Oregon. Guy Fieri with you and, and like yeah. all these cooks. Your your wife, Rachel Ray. Your wife dies of Rachel Rayism. What I'm would, sorry, what? What would Rachel Rayism be? Is that Annoyism? like Annoyism? You would die of a horse throat and yeah. an awful cooking show. Rachel Ray is I like I don't know, Ray, she's pretty hot. I don't know. You would die of drowning in extra virgin olive oil. Yeah. That's yeah. what would happen. Yeah, that's what would happen. Yeah. It'd be like Julia Childs. She's just drowning in butter. Oh no, we're going to drown in butter. <laughs> the Music from Oregon Trail was created by Ben Crossbones, who you can check more of his music out at crossbonesstudios.com. I really, really like the soundtrack to this game. It's very dirgy, kind of reminds me of like goth rock, typo negative style, but mixed with like Commodore and Amiga style synths. And the music plays throughout the game, and it's just very low and understated, but kind of gives you that theme where there's an apocalypse happening, but it's also like a retro Commodore Apple IIG apocalypse. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. if you go to crossbonestudios.com, you can definitely check out more of his stuff. He's got stuff from the Oregon Trail OST, and also some original stuff. It's, it's really good, so definitely check it out. Cool. So let's move on to 1001. Spikes. 1001 Spikes. It's a crazy game. Tell me about it because I haven't played it yet. Alright, so the full title name is Aban Hawkins and the 1001 Spikes. Aban. 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 It's like just one letter short of a Ray Ban. Yeah, yeah. Does he wear sunglasses? No. Bummer. No. This is very much like if you took La Mulana, which is another really good indie game. Mm -hmm. Which we played on Brian's picks. We did, yes. 
And so if you take La Mulana and take out all the Castlevania type of stuff, where you're jumping and you know it's like an open world sort of thing, mm -hmm. this is very much like level to level. And the game is basically, it's, oh my god, so brutally hard. So you get 1,001 lives actually in this game. Wow. Yeah. So after you hit zero, you're dead. You have to start the entire game all over again. So is the only thing that can kill you is spikes? Is that? No. Oh. So there's all sorts of stuff. There's, it's basically a platform where you go from place to place and you can get certain, there's different levels in the game where you go through and you can uh, collect like these little items, these little like tombstone type thingies, I don't know, like I idols, I don't know what you would call them, but uh, like it's basically like Olmec from Legends of the Hidden Temple, it's like collecting little statue Olmecs. Yeah, little idols, okay. Yeah, yeah. And so you get those, uh, you have to, basically you go to the end gate, and that's how you beat the level. So you're basically going from world to world, going through, there's... Um, tons of challenge. I mean, there's basically, it's booby trap central. You're going through and you're trying to go through the game. There's, it's, it's basically the sort of situation where there's one specific way to go through a level and you just have to figure out that way how to go. So it's kind of like a platform puzzle okay. type thing. And it's like a four player game too, right? It has some multiplayer modes that are really fun. So they expanded the game quite a bit and they've made it, this has been coming out for years. I mean, they've developed it and published it on Xbox Live Indie. And then they, it was out on Steam and everything. And then they really built on the game and they created these multiple modes for like the Wii U version and the PS4 and everything where you can go and, and choose. It's kind of funny, it's like throwback stuff. So you could pick like a knight which looks like, you makes you, it gives you armor that makes you look like you're Arthur from oh, cool. Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Nice. There's like a tunic that you wear that makes you look like Simon Belmont. Okay. Which is really cool. And so they have that. They have Kratos. They have like a bunch of characters that you could play as. Oh, Commander Video's in it too. Yeah, Commander Video. Nice. Yeah, so there's a bunch. That whole, the indie community really jumped on this and they helped with developing. So uh, it's, it's a really, really fun game. I highly recommend it. If you liked Super Meat Boy, you will love 1001 Spikes because it's that same sort of like torturous platformer. It takes a lot from the MSX soundboard yeah. for the audio so a lot of the audio is straight out of like nintendo msx style and this track that we're going to play from a ben hawkins uh, and the 1000 spikes is called mysterious water it's also known as world three the track was written by tad Nuzanov, who is also known as rushjet one who some people may know him as online and also misoka panipam so those are the composers that are listed for that totally sounds like something that Rushjet 1 would would uh, would create yeah. musically. You've heard Rushjet 1, right? Oh yeah, 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 definitely. And he's kind of, I mean, obviously even by his name, very inspired by Mega Man oh, and yeah. stuff. But this is way more laid back. Yeah. The feeling that I got from this song is that it's, everything is climbing, like rising, falling action, sort of, so that do-do-do-do-do-do, you know, it's going up and down. You get a lot of that in this song. So let's talk more music. You can check out Rushjet 1's music at nsf.4x86.com and then he's got some music from 1001 Spikes and some of the stuff that he's made on Famitracker over there as well. Yes, yeah, go check, check that stuff out because it's really good. So here it is, Mysterious Water, World 3.
At last, I, Shovel Knight, have reached the lair of the evil Tinker Knight. Um, not... I'm not evil. Oh, is that so? Well, prove it to me. Surrender at once. Um, don't think so, Shovel Knight. But I'll show you something I've been working on for quite some time. <laughs> um, is this where you show me your nefarious creation that you've built? No, this is where I show you the Tuggy. The Tuggy? Yes, the Tuggy. Are you tired of being cold when you go to reach for a leg of ham while enjoying a court jester's show? Well, you need the Tuggy. The Tuggy is a blanket with sleeves, which... Wait, 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 wait. Wait a minute. What? That already exists. How would you know? My creators, it's all that they talk about. Oh, a blanket with sleeves. So annoying. Oh, uh, okay. Well... Time for nefarious creations! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I figured. The Tuggy, not for sale, ever. Welcome back to Pixtoons Radio. Indie special. So, that was Shovel Knight. I don't know. I, I've never heard of this game before. No. You shut up, you. <laughs> this is an amazing game. So I think you've talked about this probably for the last, what, four or five episodes? Oh, my God. You've mentioned Jake Kaufman yeah. and or Shovel Knight at yeah. least once. Yeah. I, I kind of like this. He's a little game. obsession. Just a little. This game is so good. Well, it you originally funded really, it on Kickstarter, really, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was one of the people that funded it on Kickstarter, because I was like, this is awesome. This totally deserves to be a game, and I believed in, you know, this whole... The game was created by Yacht Club Studios, and so they are a group of ex-WayForward employees, which, I don't know, personally, I would consider WayForward a AAA company at this point, because of all the games that they make, they publish a lot of titles. Yeah, they, they're they kind of like an in-between. AAA, I well, I, see, I reserve AAA for companies yeah. that get other development studios to do their work. For them. True. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like EA will buy Criterion and they will make games for them. Like they don't yeah. really have, they might have started off as a development house, mm -hmm. but they're doing less and less of their own work and getting other people to do. True. I don't know. Yeah. I think there's indie and there's AAA, but then there's also a whole slew of in the middle. Let's just call WayForward. Double like A or single A. Double A, double A batteries. <laughs> WayForward is definitely in the middle. They're definitely not AAA. Okay. But I think they're definitely not yeah, I could, indie anymore. I could feed off that. However, Yacht I'm, Club, I'm, I would consider... Indie. Definitely. If you're doing a Kickstarter, generally that means you're indie because you don't have your funding coming from anywhere else. You need True. To, you need to have that funding before you start the game from yeah. the fans of the game. I uh, I, only, I didn't donate much for Shovel Knight. I mean, I donated you know to be able to, to basically buy the game. So I think I paid like 15 bucks for it. So you only shoveled out a little bit? I shoveled out. I did a lot for for uh, Shantae, the new Shantae game. Hmm. I donated two hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah, but I mean, the amount of stuff that you were getting with it, I was like, that's totally worth it. So. Does that get you like a like a steamy night with Shantae yourself? Yeah, Just yeah. Over and... Oh yeah. <laughs> Hot stuff. Um, <laughs> no. Shovel Knight was produced by Yacht Club Studios, and of course, Jake Kaufman did the soundtrack. Love this guy. Love his music. Good stuff. I really, really love this track, and I'll explain why. Uh, the drums alone in the beginning. Mm. I, I don't even know if you would call them drums. They're obviously the drum samples that they use. I'd call it percussion. Percussion, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's freaking amazing. It's really, really good. 
uh, the beginning just sounds, I mean, this track is called High Above the Land, The Flying Machine. This is when you are fighting, or when you're going through the level for the flying level, basically. It, it, this game is very much Mega Man meets, like, Mega Man. I don't know. <laughs> so it's Mega Man 2. Mega Man meets DuckTales, I would say. Okay, because you perfect. Get, you get the ability the with the shovel mechanic it's like and the everything. Cane from DuckTales. Exactly, exactly. So, but the game is very much Mega Man. So you're going through and you're you're going through the land and you're fighting all these bad guys to save your companion sh uh, Shield Knight. I haven't beaten the game yet. I'm really, really close to beating it. But it's one of those games where I've been steadily like playing it, where it's actually kept my attention. I honestly, I'm the type of gamer where I don't play games and just blow through them and like focus on one game I'll like play five games in, at a time and I'll never be any of them but like I enjoy playing <laughs> them whereas like for example the Saints Row games I could freaking blow through those like I freaking love those games so it's the same thing with Shovel Knight when I got it I was pumped for it I donated for it I've been following the game on Twitter and Kickstarter and everything so I got the game and it's fantastic if you haven't picked up Shovel Knight it's out on the Wii U, 3DS, and I believe Steam as well. Yep, sure is. Yeah, yeah. And so it's definitely recommended by me, by yours truly, by Mike. I know, I still haven't played it yet. As much as you've talked you about it. fool, Charles. It's the money thing, man. Yeah, I, it's totally worth it. I need to, I need to like have like seven games that I can buy for like ten bucks uh, for me to be able to justify the money. Wah, wah. Uh, yeah, well, you know, now that maybe I'll be having a little more money going forward, I'll be able to... Gotta make that Spend happen. Spend a little more money on Shovel Knight. But speaking of which, yes. an excellent way to introduce yourself to indie titles is by signing up with HumbleBundle.com. They're an organization that they get indie developers to offer their games in bundles, and you can purchase them all for like one low price. Or basically, you can set your price. You can donate as little as 50 cents, I think, if you want to. Yeah. But you can choose how much of that money that you've given them goes to charity, how much goes to the, directly to the developers, and then how much you want to go to the Humble Bundle company or, yeah. you know, or organizations That's to cool. continue doing their stuff. So I think all of the games that I've picked for this episode have come from Humble Bundles. And they also give you the soundtrack along with the games, too, yeah. for, for a good 90% of them. So it's a great way to get interested in the music and the games themselves and to listen to all that, that great music that they're putting out. So for Shovel Knight, Jake Kaufman used Famitracker. We've okay. said that before. Yeah. And because kind of like my, my thing on the internet is making stereo mixes of NES games, I was able to use the files that he created for the NES to make my own exclusive stereo mix of the entire Shovel Knight soundtrack, which you can find by popping by my forum thread on Final Fantasy Shrine forums. Just search for Ruiner 9 Shovel Knight. It'll pop right up. Yeah, if you do a Google search for that, that's how I get to Yeah, it. I think I also put it on our Facebook page a couple yeah. weeks back. Too, yeah, we'll so post it again. We'll post it again. It's good stuff. We love you guys. We'll post it again. Excellent. So now we're moving on to Oniken. Oniken. Yes. This was a very sweet game. I really like this game. It is a pleasant mix of old school platformers, kind of like a hybrid between NES and Master System, sort of really good stuff. Yeah, I'd never heard of it until you actually picked it for this show, so yeah. I went and checked it out, and this it's is, fun. This is the only game, uh, as I was saying before, I'm not a big Steam guy, I'm not a big computer guy. I love computers, love working on computers, but I... I'm not a Steam guy. I am through and through a classic gamer, retro gamer, and even modern gamer in, a, in some aspects. 
but uh, my heart is with consoles, physical collections, and copies. I also do digital stuff as well. I got a ton of digital downloads, but I would honestly say that I was really bummed when this game did not come out to the Wii U and 3DS or, you know, because it would be perfect. It is a pleasant mix of, I guess you could say Ninja Gaiden, Vice Project Doom, and Kabuki Quantum Fighter yeah. in a lot of ways. Really cool platform action adventure type game. I felt a lot of Power Blade and Shatterhand. Power Blades too. Yep, Shatterhand, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's such a great game. Music's good for it as well. I mean, you'll hear some of the tracks in just a minute. We're gonna do two tracks. They're both of the same song. One version is gonna be non-arranged. It's got a little bit of a slow build to it, but then it works up and it gets kicking and it's really good stuff. And then it's, we're going to go into the arranged version that you'll hear in the trailer, which is awesome. So if you download the game on Steam, since that's the only way to get it, you can get the game. And as Ed said, you can get the soundtrack as well. Uh, the developers allow you to download the soundtrack, and that's how I got it. So that's how you guys are going to listen to it. Yeah, you can also check it out on oniken.net. And that'll just give you some more information about the developers. You can check out their Facebook page as well. Yeah, they're so, working on some other games too. Yeah, who who made the music for this one? We got a couple people that worked on the soundtrack. Bruno Arajo. Wow. Felipe Santos. Wow, Felipe Santos. Diego Augusto Santos. Tomas Kaufman. And Wendell Jean Cousy. That's what is in the actual manual of the game itself, okay. I believe. And so the non-arranged, so the, the yeah. game version mm -hmm. is wavetable synth, so it sounds yeah. very similar to like a Master System or mm -hmm. NES, but then the arranged soundtrack is pretty cool. Yeah, the arranged soundtrack is just like full-on like hard rock guitars and everything. It's just got a really great driving 80s sound to it. It's really good stuff. I, I prefer that over the original, but the original is still really good. All the music in the game is really fantastic. Definitely check it out. If we haven't convinced you to check the game out, <laughs> just really know. Go to Steam, yeah. search Oniken, watch a video of it. Just the combination of the art style and the gameplay elements. If you enjoyed any single action game for the NES or the Super Nintendo when you were growing up, I think it'll convince you to go check this game out. Check, check it out. This song is called Warrior's Journey. And again, this is the SM. It sounds like Sega Master System mixed with Nintendo a little bit uh, for the uh, inspiration. But uh, so this is the 8-bit uh, version and then the arranged version. So let's check it out, boys and girls. Listen to it.
Oh man, I feel like I just woke up. That was Fez, Disaster Piece. Name of the song is Compass. Is this ringing a bell? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that song kind of hypnotized me into a, yeah, yeah. Into a stupor here. Yeah. <laughs> it's so chill. Yeah. It's just so, like chords. And, uh, oh. Oh boy. I feel like I just got a massage. Uh, that's what you have to do every time you listen to this. I used to fall asleep to this soundtrack when I lived in my old apartment. Yeah? Yeah, for like a good, solid year. Did you have little dreams of little pasty white 8-bit guys with fezzes no, running through your head no. as you were sleeping? No, it was really chill though. I mean, this soundtrack, the whole soundtrack is really awesome. It, it's all pretty much the same type of stuff. Very chill. There's a couple tracks that are more upbeat and more, I would almost call them even like dubstepy type. Sort yeah, of. they had kind of a yeah, little feel to A couple, it. like the track called, I think it's called Death. That song is very, like, all over the place. But yeah, most of the tracks are very chill, very relaxed, and it perfectly suits the atmosphere. I mean, the whole soundtrack, if you like Tangerine Dream, or you like anything that's just, like, really, like, ambient, chill, electronic music with plenty of, like, Moog-style synthesizers, then you're gonna love Fez's soundtrack. The game was developed by Phil Fish, mm -hmm. who is, I guess you could say, a controversial member of the indie community. Yeah, he's very outspoken. Yeah. yeah. But fantastic game. The game. Kind of introduced that 2D slash 3D oh, platforming yeah. using perspective as kind of its main gameplay element, where you could rotate oh, yeah. the level in three dimensions, but then all sense of depth would kind of compress in on itself when it went 2D, and you can use that rotated level. It's really hard to explain unless you're actually watching a video of it, but suffice to say, it kind of added a whole new element of gameplay to the platforming genre. Yeah, this 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 game was developed over a series of years, if I recall. And, I mean, it was, it was worth all the time and effort mm -hmm. that was spent. I think it's a great game. Definitely. Um, I wish I could actually sit down and finish it. I've played uh, quite a bit of it. It's available on... Uh, a lot of different avenues. I believe it's uh, PC, Steam, and of course Xbox, like Xbox Live. Yep. Music was composed by Disasterpiece, mm -hmm. who otherwise goes by the name of Rich Vreeland. Well, that's his real name. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of getting them backwards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, he was born Disasterpiece, but he did, his yes. online moniker is Rich Vreeland. <laughs> so he's done over 40 albums, I and mean, he's an extremely prolific artist. Oh, yeah. He's, he's done, done music for games, music. he's done his own stuff. You know, he's been to GDC, and he does public speaking about music. Really cool. He kind of was active in the development of Fez while it was being created, yeah. which is why I think the music matches so well with the gameplay. You can check his stuff out at DisasterPeace.com. Now, keep in mind, it's Disaster Peace. Peace as in the opposite of war. I used to think it was like a piece of like Disaster P-I-E-C-E, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's actually DisasterPeace.com. Definitely check his stuff out. He's got a lot of amazing stuff. You can get the Fez OST from there. Um, you can also get the Fez Side F soundtrack from there, which is like music done by other artists that was kind of inspired by That's really cool. Fez the game, or potentially might have been scheduled for the sequel to Fez, which development was halted on rather quickly for oh, various oh, reasons. Yeah. Um, but we won't go into that now. That's it for Fez, man. That was, yeah. that was a fun game. I had a lot yeah. of good memories from that game. That was game. good stuff. I like that game. So you guys ready for some exclusives? No. Are you ready for an exclusive, Mike? No. You're not? Uh, okay, well, this is the end of the Radio. All right. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, we'll be back in two weeks. <laughs> so you guys may have heard of Gaijin Games, which created the BitTrip 
series. Oh, I love those games. So Bit Trip Runner, Bit love, Trip Fate. Yeah, Bit Trip Runner was great. All the that first stuff. two, the, both games in the series, yes. the series was great. Gaijin Games had a subsidiary called RoboTube Games, and RoboTube Games was more of the kind of experimental mobile stuff. And RoboTube was headed up by Jason Cirillo, who happens to be a very good friend of mine. And so I remember back when we were talking about the uh, Game Boy Advance, when I said I had a friend from Japan. Yeah, yeah. Pre-ordered the Game Boy games. That, that was, that Game was Boy, him. The Game Boy Advance episode. Yep. yep. So that, that was him. He used to live a couple towns over from me. We would hang out all the time. He's since moved out to California to be a member of Gaijin Games. And they've recently changed their name over to Choice Provisions, which you can see their stuff at totallychoice.com. And then RoboTube Games became Mini Visions. So again, it kind of all brings that fact that they're doing the, the mobile and the smaller games through that RoboTube, which is now Mini Visions. So this game is called Woe Dave, and it's gotten Whoa Dave! Whoa Dave! It's gotten a lot of press on like Destructoid and Kotaku, and people have been talking about it a lot. It's it's a one-screen throwback to games like. Bubble Bobble, Dig Dug, that that kind of old Namco feel, like Mappy Land, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, so like arcade playing, style, classic yeah, arcade style. You play as this little guy named Dave, well, which looks like, he almost, to me, he kind of looks like Bert from Sesame Street, <laughs> but, but super deconstructed down to like just his bare pixels. Just like a chin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no hair. It's just a big red nose yeah. with eyes and two little feet. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and there's a there's a there's a level full of like little green enemies running around, and there's eggs and skulls, and you pick up the eggs and the skulls, and you throw them at the enemies to destroy them and collect coins. But the eggs eventually grow into enemies, so you kind of have to manage the screen where you're picking up and throwing these eggs and and, and killing the enemies at the same time. It's a lot of fun. Um, the object is to collect coins and, and earn money, and the more money you earn, the, the faster the game goes, the more the game progresses, and the more the music progresses as well. And you can unlock Bonkers Mode, which <laughs> if you get, uh, I think, a dollar fifty worth of coins, you get ten cents per coin. Bonkers Mode. Um, and I haven't gotten to, to Bonkers Mode yet. I've played the game quite a bit, but... Missing out, now I got up to like forty cents, and it just gets crazy. So the game is a lot of fun. I really recommend checking it when it finally comes out. It's going to be released on 3DS, Steam, Vita, iOS, Android, maybe some other platforms depending on how things go. So do you want to hear my rendition of what I think the soundtrack to Woe, or the intro theme yeah, to Woe Yeah, we were, we were riding the car before this and he came up with the theme song for Woe Dave. You guys so, ready for Jay, this? I, I apologize, but go ahead. Woe Dave! Woe Dave! Woe Dave! And then there'd be like, like, weedly guitars like in the background, like, Woe Dave! Woe Dave! We should make the Pixel Tunes Radio remix of Woe Dave. And it'll just be you. Pixel Tunes Radio. Pixel Tunes Radio. I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like it's a really like chuggy, you know, like whoa, Dave. Do do do. Like I don't know. Maybe for a trailer. Yeah. Let's have you beatbox over a trailer. Yeah. So listen, Jay, buddy, pal. We've never met, but call me. The mobile platforms are going to be single player, single screen, big screen versions are going to be two player simultaneous, which is going to be really cool because there's a lot of good action going on. Jason actually made all the music himself, and it's That's kind cool. of procedurally generated music, so it builds up as it goes. Except for that track that Mike Levy made. 
Yeah, that's going to be the version that ends up getting <laughs> on the cutting room floor somewhere. <laughs> Mini Visions was able to actually get us an exclusive cut of the background music for the game. So this is a mix of a bunch of tracks. Essentially, it's, well, it's not a mix of a bunch of tracks, but it's the progression of the music as you go through the game as the difficulty level starts ramping up. So it's going to take you through like how it starts off at the very beginning of the game and then by the end of the track it's going to be like how it is if you're a super expert player at the game. So it's kind of an exclusive thing that we're able to do. You can definitely go to, like I said before, totallychoice.com. You can access both the Totally Choice games and the Mini Visions games. Find out more about Woe Dave. Definitely download it on your platform of choice when it comes out because I think this one is going to be a huge hit. Word. Yeah. Let's go take a listen to Woe Dave and Jason Cirillo and Mini Visions. Woe Dave. No, no, Dave. No.
Alright, we are back, and that was from Thrive Games's game. Yep, that was our second exclusive. Yeah. So that is a song called Burnt and Battered Tapestry from Nathan Dvorak, who is both the creator and the music developer of this game that Thrive is putting out. Now, they're being pretty tight-lipped about the game. They've released a couple pieces of art, a couple pieces of backstory, which seems to be heavily fantasy-inspired, and two pieces of music so far. But the game itself, they've been very secretive, so I'm very excited to see what this game is going to be about. Should be interesting. Yeah, exactly. So you can go to thrivegames.net. That's kind of their landing page. I'm sure they're probably going to have more content there in the future. But you can, from there, kind of kick off to their Twitter page, their Facebook page, YouTube, SoundCloud. That's where you could find all the information out about them. If you want to go directly to their Twitter, it's thrive905 is their Twitter handle. So these guys are relatively newcomers to the indie scene. They formed in April of 2014, so just a couple months ago. Yeah. So they're pretty early on in development. They've got a really cool kind of release schedule. So if you follow their Twitter account, every Tuesday, Nathan Dvorak is going to be releasing some original music. It's going to be very chiptune-inspired, like that Burton Battered Tapestry song. I really like that tune. It's got kind of a... Like, when I first heard it, it kind of reminded me of some of the throwback Hotline Miami songs, but, like, if Hotline Miami took a whole bunch of Xanax and just kind of chilled, chilled, chilled out. out. <laughs> and then on Thursday, the hashtag Tellin' Tales, their narratologist, Jim Malloy, is going to reveal details about the storyline behind the as-of-yet-named game. And then on Saturday, uh, creative director Parker Martin is going to release some pixel art. So they've released a couple cool graphics and screenshots of the assets that they're going to be using for the game. So, like I said, man, I don't have too much to talk about with the game itself because there's not a lot of details out yet. I'm really excited to see how this game comes out, though, and we will definitely stay in touch with these guys at Thrive and let you know as things go forward how things are going. Sounds good. So that wraps up our indie episode. Yeah. A lot of really chill tracks. I noticed that uh, not as much high energy stuff, but you know, I think we could fix that next time. Yeah. Next time, we've already got our schedule for for next show. So in two weeks, RPG battle themes. Oh man, I'm looking forward to that one. Oh yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna know that mostly everything we're gonna be playing in two weeks is gonna be some high energy. Put this stuff on when you go to the gym. Ballist to the wallace kind of stuff. Yes, it's gonna be good stuff. I'm gonna enjoy it. And also, indie developers, we are definitely interested in helping you guys promote your songs. We want to get in contact with you. You can email us at pixeltunesradio at gmail.com. Even if we're not doing an in-depth indie show, if your game fits into a particular theme that we're going to be playing, like uh, racing, fighting, simulation, whatever it is, we'll toss a track yeah, in there. we can definitely toss a track in there. We can talk and kind of help promote each other. So. so Jay Kaufman, call me. Yeah. And what, Disaster Piece? Was he going to call you too? Yeah, no, they're both going to call me. What are they going to call you? Ghostbusters. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny if I got a phone call like tomorrow. And this Jake is Kaufman's just like he's just like Ghostbuster, then it just hangs up. <laughs> we'll just give out your number on the air. How's yeah. that? Hey guys, call me. Call me. K 
he's already in bed with Wayford in all the right ways. That's so he's true. Not gonna, he's not gonna give oh, you any sort of booty yeah, call. Yeah, steamy Wayford. So guys, definitely follow us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We've always got cool content that we post on social networks in between shows, some more in-depth looks on games that we visited. Sometimes songs that didn't make the cut, Mike or I will post some songs that are directly related to the episode that we've just done. And, uh, you know, feedback, obviously. Pixeltunesradio.com is a great place to leave feedback and comments about what you thought. That's right. Tweet at us. Follow me at Ruiner9 on Twitter. And follow Mike in these social media venues. Yeah, so I'm on YouTube.com forward slash Dongle. My show is called Dude, You Haven't Played This Game. And, of course, you could follow me on Twitter at D-Y-H-P-T-G. The initials for Dude, You Haven't Played This Game. Creative, right? I like it. Yeah. When I first found out your Twitter handle, I was trying to pronounce it. And I was like, like it didn't make any sense. And then it dawned on me that it's Dude, You Haven't Played This Game in acronym form. Figured that's a lot easier. And Mike Tendo wasn't available. That's the acronym I tried to... Bummer. Yeah. You should have done Mike Tendo with like a one instead of the I. No, that's lame. I know, I'm just that's, kidding. Nobody that's does that. That's lame, that's silly. Nobody does that. Alright guys, peace out, we'll see you in two weeks. Get your swords and shields ready for RPG battle themes. I'm already fighting my demons. <laughs> <laughs> see you in two weeks guys, see you later.